What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? We are back. We are back right here on FNP Foundational Manhood Podcast. Shout out to my brother, the Booker Ronan. We got another great show lined up for you guys today. This is episode 15. Episode 15. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your audio platforms. Make sure you also follow us on YouTube at Foundational Manhood Podcast. But today, we got a special guest. We will be chopping it up with my brother, Black Man's Heart Podcast. So, let's get into it. Shout out, shout out, shout out to everyone, man. Shout out to my brother in the building, Black Man's Heart Podcast, man. What's going on, my brother? Welcome to Foundational Manhood Podcast. It's great to have you in the building. Yo, Introduce yourself, man. Thank you, bro. It's, it's, it's an honor to be in this building, man. It's an honor to be in this building, bro. This is, uh, my name is Barry, and uh, Barry Graves from uh, San Francisco, California, man. And, bro, this is, thank you, man. Thank you. This is an honor. No doubt, no doubt, bro. No doubt, man. So it's great to have you here, bro. You know, here on, on Foundational Manhood, what we talk about is we speak about the importance of manhood and, and how manhood is lost today, dealing with mm -hmm. black men. So, you know, it's great to have you in the building. And um, let's get a little bit of of your story we hear that you from you from san francisco california you know that's a legendary place man um so Damn. give us a little history of your uh your upbringing in san francisco uh your family you know things of that nature thank you man thank you um yo and, and uh first first thank you bro thank you for this platform and thank you for this opportunity man um I came from uh, a 17-year-old cheerleader and a 19-year-old uh, high school football star uh, with a full ride to Grambling. And I was the first of, what, a generation. So uh, born in 79 uh, to Barry Sr. and Belinda and grew up in San Francisco, raised by the village. You know what I'm saying? It, like it literally took a village to raise me, man. And I'm um, grateful for them. Um, had a lot of street education as well as political, um, being that my great-grandmother was in the politics. And um, I came along at a time where she was, you know, being reelected and things like that. There were parades, there were uh, voting uh, or, or election years and just playing city hall, running down the halls and everything like that. And um, you pick up on a lot of things, man. When you're, when you live in one area and you're seeing things and your mom is single, and then you go to a, you know, you go to work with your great grandmother for the, for the day or for a couple of days and, and you see something different and her home is different. It's quiet. There's peace. There's, hella cereal in the cabinet <laughs> it's just a lot it's a difference so i grew up 
blessed to see both sides. Man, that's 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 interesting, man. It's that's that's interesting. So what what part of politics was was your was your grandmother in, you know? Yo, she she became a supervisor of San Francisco um after the late Ella Hill Hutch uh passed away abrupt uh, suddenly. Uh so uh the way it goes is her husband uh, my great grandfather was was the first African American judge in San Francisco, and Judge Kennedy, and um, he passed away Easter, the Easter after I was born. So I'm born in January. He passed away that Easter. Uh, a couple years later, Ella Hill Hutch passes away, and Diane Feinstein, who's the, uh, I believe she was the. Mm, board president something like that um she's on the board already and she asked my great or maybe she was mayor i think she was mayor and she asked my grandmother my great-grandmother to be to fill um ella hill hutch's place and so uh my grandmother filled it but she became um over a supervisor over the hunter's point district so supervisors there over certain districts in the city and my grandmother had district 10 which is hunters point which is a legendary african-american uh section of the city legendary rbl everybody came from right there a lot of people so it was we you know we had that 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 royal kind of like you know uh people just knew who she was you couldn't i couldn't do nothing in school man without <laughs> uh my teacher or a hall somebody in the you know I know your great grandfather would be turning in his grave boy hey who are you i don't even know you. but they're watching me you know what i'm saying so i had to always be on point too that, that's another thing but yeah fam it was deep <laughs> so being that you said it took a village to raise you in now I'm hearing that you have political ties. <laughs> did that um <laughs> did that level of privilege cuz you that, that does grant you a level of privilege. Yeah, and you I don't even don't even know it, bro. Don't even know wow. it not to cut bro, you bro. off, but right. like, I don't even know I'm not certain even certain family not to put family out there, but certain family members mm. let's say for example that aren't as directly related to her as i am i'm at their house and they're one way but when they get around her i see them around her they straighten up and they're acting proper i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like this is grandma what the fuck? why are you changing but to them she was something different now to me she's just grandma you know what i'm saying like no i get it she, she trust me she raised i i love this lady but I don't look at her like y'all would look at her. Like I'm not intimidated or I don't see power. I see love. You know what I mean? So I don't know that when people are looking at me, they're like, oh, you come from power. Like, no, nah, I come from love. Like to me, I come from love because I'm not, I don't ever, we don't operate in the power. Like we don't, even when people are approaching her, she's not a, she's not one of those boss bitch type you know what i mean like let me throw my weight around type she's the i'll take this off of my neck and put it around yours type shit 
call me when I'm not at work and we'll talk about what you need, how I can help you type shit. Right. So it was very, it was humbling, bro. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was oblivious to that shit until, until a certain point. So do you think, do you think being that you was oblivious to it, did that cater to your, to you running around being an asshole? <laughs> like you said earlier, yeah, like, like not, you know what it, you know what it was? It, 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 um, it, because I had both sides, it was like, I can choose to be like this and, and, and dress like this and walk like this and be like this, or I could choose to be like this because all of this shit is in me. <laughs> like it's all around me. This is me. This is my family. My, my, I got, you know, we, and we, we kick it how we kick it, but I'm being told that that's wrong. Like, like, no, you're over here because of that shit. <laughs> you're staying at my house tonight because you can't go home because your mom is, is locked up or because there is no home for you. Now you're with great grandma, you know, for, for, and, and that's how it was, bro. Like I was literally moving in with her and doing shit in the streets. Like I'm living with my great grandmother and I'm out robbing motherfuckers. And she's, she doesn't know that I'm with the extent of what I'm doing in the street, but she knows I'm in the street because I'm not in her house. You get, I can't be in her house and go out all night robbing motherfuckers. I have to go and stay at somebody else's house. So she began to resent the fact that I had to leave her house every weekend. The fuck are you out there for type shit? And, and excuse my language, but she, she was like on me, like not even speaking to me when I would leave the house sometime. And that shit would hurt. But to me, I had to prove myself. Like I can't be from the city, be from Lakeview because we got turfs in our city and I can't be from Lakeview as big as I am wearing the clothes that I'm wearing. You know, I'm not like fashion, but I'm, you know, I'm not bummy and had a kind of name that I like, even on the turf, my family is somebody. So I got to be out there in some kind. And I wasn't like on the corner, but it was like, I'm going to do dirt. Like I'm a, like, yeah, no way. Hell yeah. He was active. Since 13, bro. Like not even 13, because I, I say we were able to take the bus by ourselves at in like middle school. I was walking home in elementary school, like from the second grade on up. So it's not even like you're just in the streets, in the streets, but you're familiar with that atmosphere and the people in it. You know what I mean? You know how to get around. Right. So basically you was just you was just a product of your environment, basically. Like All it was the way. It was so readily available and at arm's reach for you. It was just like, it was just like, hey, it is what it is type of shit. It wasn't nothing that you was following or aspiring to be. That's what I'm kind of getting from what you're saying. Yeah, it was like a like like a preacher's kid type shit. Like, right. like the family looks one way, but this motherfucker is doing something completely the opposite. Right. behind clothes, you know, when nobody's looking type shit. And right. it wasn't all the time like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it wasn't all the time like that. It was mostly like, this is just city shit. Like, like city shit. Like, yeah, we, 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 we go to church on Sundays. Um, we'll, we'll kick it after church. And then 
in school and after school and all of that shit, we with the shit. We just, we with the shit. And until it's time to put on a, a, a re-election t-shirt and go and knock on doors and campaign, or until it's time to go, because my grandfather was also a, a San Francisco police detective. Um, my grandmother was a uh, worked for the building inspection. So she was also another government employee. And then I had uh, uncles that were in law enforcement, um, some that were just doing other shit, but cousins everywhere. Like, so you can't do something, get caught, and then think nobody's gonna find out about the shit. People are getting calls as you're getting booked. <laughs> you know what's you know what's so interesting about that, bro? And and you know, salute to your family, man, because you know that's black excellence at the end of the day. You know, yeah. today, today in this cyber world, we we like to condemn the the municipalities that that control society. You know, because most people mm. live online, so it's it's like people don't understand the functions of the police. They don't understand the functions of lawyers, judges, um, like you said, building inspection. All of these people are important to people's everyday life. So, oh my God. so my question oh. is, I got it's a I got a two-part question, bro, because you have you have these people in your family, black people of importance, people of everyday living. You know, those your people was in control of a lot of people's lives. So at that time growing up, was 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 San Francisco more black then? Because it seems like it was it was like a, a family tradition to 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 be you know on that level. Man, it so back then, back then San Francisco it was more unified. It would mm, let me let me say this the right way. Um, back then, we had each other more back then back then you had like you said d and, and that's that's a beautiful way to put it because uh my sister's grandmother different dads my sister's grandmother on her dad's side she worked in park and rec right so there was we as kids we could go to programs um and 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 and, and get in or go to her program and just kick it for the summer type shit like there was so much different shit that you could do because these people that these black folks that had each other's back, they weren't going to let your kid, your grandkid and this other person's kid, they weren't going to let them fail. So if somebody called somebody and was like, hey, um, my, yeah, my grandkid's turning eight. I need to I'm trying to get him into sports. You know, anybody that's oh, yeah, such and such has a football team here. Call him. So nowadays you kind of get that feeling, but it's more it, it, it's it's not as as uh mm, it's not as strong as it used to be like people will call my great grandmother and be like yo my son got arrested on on his dope charge i, I trust me if he, if he could get out of this he, that boy is going to he's he's going to go to where I, he just needs a job so i don't know what will happen but next thing you know this brother got a city job and he's thanking my grandmother and hugging her you know what i'm saying like shit just it's like when people were in position to help, that's what they did. No questions. And 
and but that's how it was all around. Like so, the Asian community was like that. The Italian community is like that, and they all got representatives <laughs> in City Hall. You know what I'm saying? It's just shit. Who who's scratching who's back, and and where is that shit coming? Is it really gonna help us, or is it gonna help one person? And I think it it changed into people just looking out for themselves type shit. Yeah, because um, I was I was I was gonna ask you that, but you 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 already answered it, and. I'm glad, you know, we're speaking on this too, because, you know, today, a lot of, a lot of black, a lot of black people think to be revolutionary is to be a rapper, mm. you know, and it's not to be revolutionary is to actually get into local politics. Mm. So when you're dealing with local politics, you're dealing with law enforcement, you're dealing with um housing you're dealing with um health care medical providers and you're dealing Bro, you're with honest. school you're dealing with the school um district you're dealing with these types of things and it just seemed like over time us as black folks we got away from those things we moved away from actually being revolutionary and we changed the trajectory of what being a revolutionary is and i think that stuff is really affecting us because why do we all want to focus on being rappers when we need judges lawyers and 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 law enforcement people to goddamn be in to be in favor for the rappers mm. if our young black men and women are going into music, but they're going to jail. They're getting killed. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't there be our people in place there? Because as you can see, when our people get in power and like you said, when they just start thinking about themselves, mm -hmm. what happens is, is they're not in favor for us anymore. So what you just described no longer happens. That boy don't get a chance to 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 start over. It's like no fifty years. Facts. You know, Facts. So, so it, it, it became like a thing where it was we 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 focused more on the financial part of being a revolutionary, being becoming a financial revolutionary. I have to build uh, generational wealth. Well, motherfucker generational wealth takes generations to build too <laughs> like Thank i think you. we got it fucked up to where we think we're gonna be the one <laughs> like we're gonna be the savior <laughs> of our whole fucking bloodline no you gotta plant seeds you gotta I, I i i was in jail and and this brother was talking about how his grandmother broke down um this thing to him about this jewel about life and she used a farmer analogy and I love the farmer analogy, bro. We have to plant seeds. We have to nurture the soil. We have to plant these seeds. We have to be present. We have to then figure out what the soil needs because we can't just give it what the fuck we want to give it. We got to give it what it needs. We can't birth a generation and say, now be this. No, we have to find out what they're capable of first. Then 
we we cultivate that we build on that shit that's nurturing the soil building planting the seed see because as you as we're talking about this and i'm thinking like well i wonder because i was a rapper at one point shit i think we all were i was a rapper at one point and I wonder what it was that made me be like, nah, this isn't for me or what made me want to do it because I was also a poet and I'm, I'm, I am a poet. And so I'm like, what, what, what made me even want to be in the street? As you're saying this, I'm like, damn, that's, that's great. What did influence me? It starts in the home. When motherfuckers say it starts in the home, that's real shit. What's in the home, what's being taught in the home, what's being introduced and what's being, uh, what's, what's okay to be a part of in the home. So if if I'm playing this music, there's no way that I could tell my daughter or my son not to be me in that moment. Don't take on this characteristic that you see me being momentarily, don't ever mimic that. I can't tell them that because they're seeing me and whatever parts they like or whatever parts is resonating with them or whatever they think they could get points with their friends with, and get away with they're gonna mimic that shit they're gonna go to school talking like us acting like dancing like all of this shit so if i'm if i'm if i'm looking at generational wealth if i'm looking at being a true revolutionary i have to take what i'm doing in my home and i have to represent that shit outside of my home i cannot bring what's outside of my home into my home it doesn't work like that because the seeds that I'm planting in my home, I can also plant everywhere I fucking go. In my at my job, so I work with youth. At my at my at my with my partners, so I'm only with kings. You see what I'm saying? So it's like now the seeds that I'm planting, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the fruits of that shit all around me. Hopefully, 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 it's not something out there that's stronger. That's also planting seeds where I'm planting my seed at. Or something that's killing my seed, trying to kill my seed off. Because we also got that shit out there. But my bad, bro. Hell yeah. I I, I feel that shit, man. It starts in the home, I think, D. Yeah. Right. You know, that is how shit changed. And a lot of us don't understand that generational wealth is built over generations. Not built one, it's not built two. You know, right. like, like for example, a brand like Versace, a brand like Hermes, like these brands been out since the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. That black people have have, you know, basically made known to the world in the past twenty years. But this these companies was started in the 1800s, 1900s. Yo, and 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 just how we were talking about my family being in the politics, like and, and me having the choice to to follow that road or or find my own. There's a lot of people born into that shit that don't even want it. Like they don't want to associate with it because they want to know, they want to prove that they can make their own way or that or or that they don't need their family's name or their family's wealth or because that shit comes at a price too. <laughs> don't get, mm, go don't into get that. it wrong, bro. So 
I can pay for some shit in my lifetime that someone I never met did to someone else's bloodline just because they got it out from my family. And the, it, you don't even have to be of, of, of like power. It could just be a beef. It could just be a, someone resenting the fact that uh, your family member wasn't a position when some fucked up shit happened. And now it's on site or now I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm blackballing you from this, from this industry or from this uh, arena. You can't do work in here. You can't make money here. You can't function here because of this thing that I have going with your family name or your, or what your family represents or what you represent as a person, as a member of your family, you represent oppression to me. It's not power. Fuck that system. Like I've literally had people tell me, bro, like just out of nowhere, Hey, you, you such and such, huh? Not even on my grandmother's shit, like recognizing me from like my father's side or something like that. And you got to understand my father's side was way different from my mother's side. So it wasn't big. It wasn't like, there wasn't no, you know, all of that. My father was a football. And that was like him being a high school and college football, like, star was like that was as big as at the time that was that was pretty big for that for my father's side of the family so but i have people recognize me and be like yo your father meant like he meant the world to me bro and uh, you ain't never met me in your life and that shit'll mean everything to me but then at the same time you'll have somebody be like yo that's your family your family is it man that's why our neighborhood is so fucked up my nigga like, nah, nigga, this nigga ain't cool, bro. Like, I'll get that shit. And then it make a motherfucker want to fight, but I don't even know what the fuck I'm fighting for. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just know that you disrespecting my fucking family and I'm not having it because I know the intention of my people. My, the intention was somebody needs to be at this table to bring whatever they're talking about doing to our people back to our people. Our people need to know what the fuck is going on behind these closed doors. And we need to be behind these closed doors. But people resented that shit. There was a lot of people that resented that shit. And there are people that will resent you being at that table because they don't know what else is being discussed at that table. And they don't trust that system that you're a part of. And I feel that shit. That's why I never got into politics, bro. It's, it's, a, it's a fucked up game. It's a really fucked up game. It's street politics, any kind of politics. Because all it is is one person looking out for their own interests. And they'll do whatever it takes to make that go through. I mean, is, is it really like that? Because it wasn't like that for your family. I mean, your people looked out for other black people. They were on some revolutionary shit. So that's kind of like the gift and the curse. Because Hell yeah. you know, black, people, black people say they want to do better and that we need a bunch of shit. But we don't want to go through the necessary steps and the necessary avenues to make sure those things are met. And some of those things is getting into local politics. Local politics is getting involved with your, with the school system, getting involved with the with your local police department, getting involved with your aldermen's, your your local political office. But black people don't want to do this shit, but they want to complain about shit not being shit not being done in their favor. But when black people done it, it's like, 
oh fuck y'all y'all really against us so it's like what the fuck do we really do you either gonna get down or you gonna lay down what, what was that the benny said <laughs> you either gonna get down or lay down like like it's it's like you either play ball or don't fucking complain about what's coming down the pipeline because what's coming down the pipeline is some shit she'll never be able to fucking get. But bro, when I was little, I was I was a part of the I was sitting in redevelopment, not little, younger. I was sitting in redevelopment meetings. Now the shit that they were talking about in the '90s is what's happening right now. The 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 ballpark, uh, the, all of the 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 uh, gentrification, all of that shit. Now at the time, my great grandmother is, is the one that's on the redevelopment. But she's in the redevelopment agency went from being a supervisor to the redevelopment agency in the same district that she was um a supervisor of and there were meetings where people i love the community and the community loves her but there would be some people that would be against her at at this table with the redevelopers because they were moving people out of the neighborhood they were kicking people out of their houses they were uh, kicking up the asbestos from the shipyard and shit like that, and where people were now developing cancer and shit like they were selling this land to corporate giant, you know, people that had money. And these people weren't putting the, they had to make sure that they were putting jobs in the city for the community and, and bring it. If they were building new apartments, that they had a certain amount of units for the for the community uh, to move back into and that those would be below market rate. All kind of shit had to be set up, but you had to have somebody advocating for that shit. And what she was saying was, is they don't understand that I'm here for them. This would be her talk talking to me in the car on the way home afterwards and shit. They don't understand that I'm here for them. They don't understand that they need me at the table or somebody like me at the table because everybody ain't like me. And I understood what the fuck she was saying, bro. Some people could be corrupted. And in politics, that shit is like a fish to water. <laughs> it's like, oh, yo, listen. My folks want to build eight high rises on your side of town. But, you know, it's on your side of town. I need this to work. You know, I need you to. So what do you need me to do kind of shit? And this is where black people have started to lose ground, especially in big cities, is because now you got politicians that are basically um, trying to or looking to uh, satisfy private needs, uh, individual needs and not community needs. There should not be more liquor stores going up than school programs. There shouldn't be more uh, things to, to destroy our community then there are things to 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 build our community because if you go to frisco right now bro you'll you won't see a all black community you'll see pockets of black people where the black communities typically were like you'll see pockets of us you'll see pockets of us in hunters point but then you'll see uh, a, a a white family asian family all different kinds of shit just walking down the street it like with strollers and shit like, damn, they don't even know years ago, hella motherfuckers just got, we're like, this was the murder. This this was where you didn't want to be. And now they shut it down every third Thursday of the month to, to drink wine outdoors on these same streets. Palm trees and shit. It, 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 it. But this was what was going to happen regardless. Regardless. They just, it just needed to be somebody in there to make sure our people had a place. 
See, because we don't have a place in these big cities. We don't. Um, they were they they we came out to these big cities from the south because we were looking. They they provided jobs in in um um in the in the in the in the warehouses in the on the shipyards, army bases, all of that shit. They provided jobs, but once the job was done, now they just leave us in this in these fucking public housing units, and they don't repair them, they don't build them, and you know redo them and none of that shit until somebody else comes in with money but they're only coming in with that money because that money is all, I mean, or they're also getting some other shit done that we don't even know about there's a stadium going up on a other on a few blocks away oh yeah but we got these we got new paint over here type shit so it's just it's just how we look out for each other wow wow so that's you know I'm glad you I'm glad you breaking it down like this, bro, because, you know, a lot of people tend to look at black people who are in position in certain in certain arenas like, you know, like a Jay-Z or, you know, certain other black people and like a Tyler Perry or uh, a Byron Allen or, you know, mm. a lot of a lot of us. I'm just by what you were saying, man. Now I'm starting to see just how much we put on black people who are in these positions of power as far as what they have to do for us, what they should have done for us, mm -hmm. what they didn't do for us. And it's like, nigga, you don't even know what they didn't do. Yeah, and and, and, and that's what they've done. You don't even know what they even been through trying to do shit. <laughs> Like, that's true. That's fine. Like you that's really fine. have no clue, man. And 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 I'm, you know, I'm glad you're breaking this down, bro. Because a lot of us need to hear this shit. Because a lot of us really don't understand what it is to be a black police officer, what it is to be a black federal agent. And a lot of us just sit back and we condemn these black people. And you don't even know these people' hearts. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're trying to do. You don't know what they've already done. You don't know who they've saved. Like, yeah, it's just like we're just so misinformed, bro. And it's 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 crazy, man. It's it's, we, it's, crazy. it's like to sit to have a savior's uh, complex where right. one person has to be the this one. Per we were programmed for that shit. We were, that that's how we were just programmed because if 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 one of us gets a job, oh shit, we eating. If mm -hmm. if if one of us goes to school, oh shit, we moving, nigga. Like we we out this bitch. If one of us goes to school, shit, all I gotta do is stay alive. And then it became a thing where uh uh there wasn't enough men around for us to see, for us boys to see men doing it. So then it was like, well, what are my the men doing? And the men that I saw, um the men that I saw were hustlers like that, like not just street hustlers, but they got up every morning and put work in no matter if it was doing shit around the house, if it was doing shit, at, it, whatever the fuck it was, it, they got up every morning and did shit. So I didn't, I didn't grow up watching lazy niggas. I didn't grow up watching motherfuckers that had no value or hope. It was always implanted in me. You come from royalty. Like my father would tell me whenever I would run into, because for years I would run into my father. He would tell me, you got royal, remember you got royal blood in your veins. And so that's shit, shit like that sticks with you. So then it's like, 
what kind of man do I want to be? I have options now. I want power though. Like not, not me personally, but some of them, we want power because we see what that power does. So on some level, we either want power or we resent that power because we also see how power corrupts and we see, we've seen the results of that shit. So we, we're either chasing it or we're running away from it. And if, or, and not even running away from it, but just in the, like, like, like fuck power, like, like just, uh, uh an aggression towards it because we, it, so somebody that's in a position like a cop or, or a rapper, we see what kind of influence that brings. We either going to, we're either going to want to be like that. Or we're going to say, nah, fuck that. I'm good. I'm going to do something else. But being that we're black men, being that we have this just fucking innate, thing about us this greatness about us that doesn't let us quit like me and you were talking about it's like we can do any fucking thing and and be do that shit where it's like we're at the top of our game and that shit we can flip fries and this motherfucker is flipping fries and he got he got all the bras at work want this nigga he's like or this motherfucker is a is a ticket right he writes tickets on cars but i i bet you i bet you He's a, I bet you he's he's a he's a after school. He works with youth. He, he does something like this is not just a, we're not ordinary people. My brother, like everything that we've gone through and everything that we've come through, it was to build us up for something. It's just what do we want to be built into? You know what I'm saying? Like, are, are we going to we, do we want to be built into a mode that's already been there? That's already been. <laughs> It's already been done a million times. We want to keep following that same shit. Or are we going to let our own greatness mold us into what we're supposed to be? Because we could just be a stepping stone for another generation. We don't got to be the ones. Right. That's a good point. You know, sometimes you have a generation of prepping. Facts. You have Thank a generation you. of preparation. Like who's going to prepare the next generation to rule what that that takes generations to do just That's like it man. takes generations to build kingdoms and castles and, and 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 all the shit that we built far as even infrastructure it took years to build that shit it took years to build pyramids pyramids yeah. wasn't built in a day it took generations of men to do this shit so i don't understand like where is this level of instant gratification that we look for today like everything has to be right there right now and it's it's like that's not reality no not that, at that's, all. that's 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 not reality so i'm glad you spoke on the shit that we go through because what we go through as black men definitely make us who we are that's why the world look up to us because of oh, the way we um get over a level of adversity our yeah. level of resilience. So, resilience. Um, yeah. so speak on some of the things that you had to overcome in your life to keep you going, you know? Bro, I think starting with birth, um, um, story goes that me and my, me and my mother almost died at birth. And, um, my father was in the, in the waiting room crying and praying for us. My grandmother's and, auntie was you know and uh being being premature and everything and then getting through childhood um 
the molestation, the abandonment, you know, growing up with one parent and then sometimes that parent's not there. So you with your grandparents and your uncle and auntie <laughs> and, you, you know, you 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 realize that um, um, that you don't have to have your parents there, but it would be nice. It would be nice. And uh, then you got siblings like, uh, you know, you got this baby sister and her dad. And now it's like, OK, now let me see what domestic violence looks like, because I've never seen this before. And 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 I remember being in preschool and my mother was we had this townhouse that me and her were in. It was just me and her, I think. And um, they were inside arguing, fighting. And I was scared. And they, he put me outside and gave me a jar of cookies and, uh, and closed the door on me and went back to fighting. Like I could hear him inside fighting. And um, 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 I just wanted to protect my mom. So I'm taking these cookies out. Now, in my mind, bro, these cookies were big as shit, but they were probably just regular size cookies. <laughs> and I was just hella little, but I started trying to tear down the door with these cookies. Like, every cookie is just crushing against the door. I'm taking cookie after cookie out this door, and I'm trying to, in my mind, I, I could break down the fucking door with these cookies to save my mom. And that shit will go up until, until I was in high school. Um, man, I've been... I've been through a lot, bro. I've been shot in uh, with it, not with a real gun, but with a BB gun in the classroom, um, in my eye, like, like on some on some weird ass, just fluke. It hit my eye. This motherfucker one shot, wow. and and uh, it was over. You know, a four dollar bet. Like, bro, I've been in situations, um, where that were like impossible. To even think of like I can't even fathom someone's kid going through that shit, and not to say it was it was the worst shit ever that could be done to a kid. It was just for me, I wouldn't want anyone, any anybody's child, anybody to go through that shit. You know, being in a room and you can't get out, or else you're gonna get your ass beat. So you got to take whatever they're gonna do to you, type shit. Um, and then seeing this motherfucker for years and 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 not knowing what to do because by this time you've heard stories about other people that have gone through similar shit and they don't say nothing when they're around that motherfucker and and we all family it's like what the fuck is going on and 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 at this point it's like man fuck i don't even want to be here like i don't even want to be in this house i just want to be with my niggas I just want to be with, with with my one cousin. You know what I'm saying? So me and my cousin Alvin, man, we we were like thick as thieves from like nine years old. I say about 10 years old uh, until we both started having families and shit in our late 20s or late 30s, uh, mid 30s. Uh, but that was me and him were like, that was if I if you see me, you see him. And if you don't see me with him, Somebody's asking you, asking me where he is type shit. And um, I needed that. I needed a brother because I was being the oldest. A lot was placed on me. Like 
Like uh, people place a lot, especially black, but we got to stop doing that shit. We have to stop placing so much responsibility on the oldest child. Um, a lot was placed on me, which meant my margin for error was small as shit. Like I'm the oldest of all my cousins. So if I fuck up, I'm hearing about it from everybody. Like nobody's letting this shit go. So it made me have to be smart about the shit. I, I'm, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this shit. So I started, I'd say, man, in, in third grade, I started writing poetry. Um, and it gave me an outlet. I was, I was already playing the piano, uh, learning the piano, and I started writing poetry. Poetry gave me something. Writing, it was just writing. Um, writing gave me something that I couldn't find anywhere. It, it, it gave me a voice. It, it gave me an outlet for my thoughts and my feelings because I had so much at that young age, bro. Like I had so much that there would be no way. I felt guilty at that age, guilty about even talking about my feelings because I was already in therapy. I, I had been, they put me in therapy when I was in uh, kindergarten, first grade, because I was having night terrors. Like I would wake up, I would, I would scream in my sleep. And so they, they put me in therapy and fucking, um, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about this shit because I didn't want them to worry. But uh, after, after I started writing, bro, um, I think acting came in the fifth grade like the fourth and fifth grade i started doing plays and all of these d all of these bro these were just things that interested me because i would watch different strokes and i would i would mimic these characters on tv because i had no identity i didn't know how to be a boy i didn't know how to be masculine i would i used to walk like my auntie because she 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 was the one that was babysitting me all the time and I would walk like her. I didn't know that that was a feminine way to walk until someone, uh, one of the homies, like I'm in like second grade, one of the homies starts laughing at me or, or and some shit like that. And then I'm paying attention to my friends. I'm like, well, some of my friends, you know, we're just kids, but some of them don't walk like, like how am I supposed to walk? And then I, my mother's watching a movie with Denzel Washington and he was a principal. And at the end of the movie, he's walking down the hallway. She's like, Oh, I love the way he walks. So I'm studying that. And now when I'm at school in the first and second grade, walking down the hallway, coming from the bathroom, I'm practicing my walk like Denzel. Like I'm building my identity based on these characters. So acting was, it, it was something that came, I guess, came natural to me. So fast forward, man, I, I you know, right now I'm a screenwriter, actor. Uh, one of the films I just did is out on, for sale right now, a uh, clubhouse anthology um, uh, uh, on, on Amazon with shit. All of the, I've wrote, written dozens of films, uh, short films, and right now about to adapt the New York Times bestseller, man. Like it's just, all of this shit just grew. It was something that I needed. I, I didn't know that those little things that interested me as a kid were, were parts of me. These, this is my innate greatness. 
this is parts of my spirit that are starting to is starting to give me flickers, little insights as to what I as to what I am. And all I had to do was just be true to it and embrace that shit. So even while I'm doing my shit in the streets as a teenager or while I'm, you know, going through my thing, I never stop writing like like from third grade till now, never stop writing, never stop um, acting. And, and not even just acting on screen or on stage, but just in a situation where I can't be myself or in a situation where I'm under attack and I don't want to hurt nobody, I go into character. I, it's just, it's second nature now um, to protect myself because it was something that I had to do. It was something that I had to do as a kid. And I, I didn't know that it was acting until fifth grade. And the teacher's assistant said, Barry, you're going to be one of the greatest. Act you're going to be famous one day for acting. Watch. You're, gonna, you're such a great actor. I've been watching you. I'm a drama student at uh, SF State. You're, you're dope, dude. And I was like, oh, man, I never forgot that shit. See, he doesn't even know what that shit meant to me. That, a fit, that, that little thing that he said to that fifth grader that one day, he carried that shit for the rest of his life. Throughout all of his trauma, all of his shit, he remembered that shit and he stayed true to himself. Like, like so it, another thing is it matters, the seeds that we plant, bro. Like it matters. You don't gotta go out there every day and you know what I'm saying, all of that, nah, but you know when God is giving you a word. You know when God is giving you a purpose. It's just, stay. how are you gonna stay true to that shit? Are you gonna stay true to that shit? That's true. That's true. And a lot of times what happens is, is it's always a bunch of obstacles to try to get you off course. So that's, that's what a lot of, you know, that's what a lot of the trauma and shit that black men go through. I think that's just something that, it, that, that, that the devil play on to keep us from what we supposed to have and what we supposed to accomplish because Everybody has trauma, but it just seems like our trauma as black men is just so unique and 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 it's 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 so much more um intense. And and it, and it just seems like that shit really holds us back, man. So it's it's great to hear that 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 story, that redemption, that redemption story of you finding a way to um creatively work your way out of a lot of situations in life and and that also speaks to the black man's charisma how charismatic we are you know because that that takes a level of courage to do anyway you know even though you were doing it under stressful situations that still take courage and bravery because I, it, it, most people would just ball up and 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 won't say nothing it, it doesn't even feel like that man it doesn't it doesn't even feel like her like like it mm -hmm. feels like just breathing uh I, i'm i was in a mental hospital i'm i'm I, I got 5250 and i'm in there writing i i couldn't stop my mother brought me a quran and a notebook and that's what i needed that was what i needed I, I needed to write. I needed to 
I needed to express something. I had to. And I was writing every fucking day, damn near all day sometimes, just writing. I, you know, stop, chill, but then back to the writing, getting little pencil after little, because they give you little, the little last little pencils in there, little pencil after little pencil, no sharpener or nothing. And, and, and just, they're like, damn, you're doing a lot. You want me to give you some extras? You, you barely, you coming back for some more pencils, huh? Like, yep. People see me in a, hey man, what are you writing? Oh, not much. Cause you don't want to get into no conversation in a mental hospital about what, you, what the fuck you writing, but never stop fucking writing, bro. I'm in jail two, um, 30 days after leaving a mental hospital in jail writing. Like I had to write, I'm writing on the newspapers. I'm doing crossword puzzles. I have to fucking draw letters. I have to, I'm drawing on the walls. Me and my bunkie, my bunkie is like, he's like, hey, bro, uh, damn, damn, damn. I'm having, I'm having deja vu. I was like, what? He was like, uh, I, I, I was in here last time or a couple, couple times before I was in here and, and I wrote this shit. Damn, I'm in the same fucking cell. That's crazy. Let me erase this shit because I don't want to come back here no, no more. He was basically saying, like, by drawing on the walls, it brought him back to that <laughs> to that cell. And at the time, there was a cross on the ceiling. And I was like, uh, let me shade this shit. I'm going to shade the cross and I'm going to add this, this, and this. And then I started wanting to draw other shit. Then I was like, oh, shit, maybe there's something to that. But when you're in jail, when you're in a mental hospital, you see the people that came through there that had this gift of expression because they left it on the walls. They leave scripture on the walls. They leave um, uh, these drawings on the walls, these little quotes on the wall, shit like that. That was a poet. That was an artist. That was somebody that had these gifts. And for some reason, they was passing through here. It's a stark reminder, a, a reminder, yo, you got gifts. For some reason, you just passing through here. Don't come back. Do everything you can to stay out while you're in here. Focus. What do you want? What are you doing? All of this shit. So that's why some of us, we go into these institutions and we come out better. And some of us go in, we come out institutionalized. You know, it's just, I don't, it's again, bro. It's like, what do you want? What, what do you want for yourself? And, and are you giving yourself enough time that, to have perspective? Because sometimes that shit, your, your freedom can be taken from you just so you can sit your ass down and get some perspective. Like, like you got, you got so much going for you that you don't even, that you don't even see yet that you haven't even come to because you're not allowing yourself the time, the, the perspective, the, 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 the opportunity to get on that page and trust the process. Motherfucker, it's not going to come over. Like you said, it's not going to come overnight. So if it's not going to come overnight, what does that mean? That means we have to trust the process. We're not going to plant our seeds and then see the fruit of that shit the next fucking year, the next two or three years. No, but we got to trust the process. And in, and in the midst of trusting the process, part of that journey is learning who the fuck you are. Changing. You're not going to be the same person that you were before when you started this fucking journey. So don't think that you're going to keep falling for this or, or going for the same shit or doing the same shit. No, shit is going to have to change because you're, you're, you're not, 
you know, you're on a fucking journey. You're not standing still. So shit, your scenery, your environment, your, the people that you interact with, your thought process, the things that you read, the things that you, every these things change. They evolve or they're going to, they're going to stagnate. And when they stagnate, bro, that's when we start. That's, that's, that's when the, that's when the, 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 the darkness, the darkness has a way of coming in swiftly and unannounced and very, very, uh, in a sneaky kind of way that shit can just take over. And before you know it, you're depressed or you're in a place that you don't want to be physically, emotionally, mentally. It just, and, and it takes brothers like you, bro. That's why I'm so glad that I found your channel last year because it takes brothers like you. It takes brothers like Ronan. It takes brothers like us to, to fucking, to, to, to bring each other up, to, to remind each other, Hey bro, you all right. You good. Like you told me, you was like, man, I said, man, I don't even know if I got enough gas to make it to you. You said, bro, get here and you're good. All you got to do is get here and you're good. And I made it. I made it. And there was things stopped preventing me from trying to make it. I was having anxiety on the fucking freeway. I was hot. I didn't have no AC. I'm driving through the desert, rubbing myself, my head, pouring ice water on myself. Bro, I'm, I'm struggling with this anxiety shit. Mm -hmm. But I was like, nah, I got to make it. I got to make it. I got to make it to my bro, man. Got to make it to my bro because this is a part of the journey. You know what I'm saying? And it's just what we want out of this shit, bro. But I don't mean to over talk, man. My bad. No, nah, that's, 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 that's real shit because that, that level, that level of brotherhood is lost today. It's like, oh. it's like, it's, it's like that shit is, that shit is long lost. It's like, if you ain't, if 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 you ain't gotta if you ain't giving a nigga nothing, he don't really fuck with you outside of that. So yeah, if he can't know, benefit off of you from say if he can't get bitches, if he can't you know come kick it at you, if he can't benefit off of you some way, it's not even we're not even you know uh nigga stay over there with that shit, bro. It makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, it makes it, me it, feel uncomfortable. I don't know yeah, if you feel like it sometimes. You, no, I, I I get it because I feel the same way because it goes back to what you were saying as far as it's always based around something that is financial. Mm -hmm. So that makes other brothers feel like they feel left out or they don't feel accepted when, you that's, not what, when that's not what brotherhood is about. Brotherhood, right. brotherhood is about sharing. That's what brotherhood is about. Brotherhood is about getting all of us to a certain point. So if you have more than another brother, it's your job to help that brother be of a resource to that brother. It is not well, for you. It is not for you to to prop yourself up for brothers to act like they need you. Right. That's not brotherhood. Right. That's whole shit. That's how hoes treat each other. Well, if this bitch wants something from me, she she broke, so she gotta do what I say today. You know how that's how hoes treat each other. Then, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. We mimic that too. 
We mimic that too because that that's that's our mother, that's our auntie, that's our sisters, and some of us are younger brothers. Some of us are are only childs with nothing but women in the family that that we're around. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's who we mimic too. And, and then it becomes a thing where now the 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 feminine behavior, the masculine feminine behavior that's being that's being demonstrated is now being mistaken for masculinity. So you mean to tell me if I'm not in 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 competition with my brother, I'm a fuck nigga, I'm a bitch ass nigga because because I'm not trying mm-hmm. to outdo him because I'm not talking shit to him, I'm not breaking him down before I build him up. If I do build him up, I can only come around and, and kick it with y'all if I'm talking that kind of shit. Fuck y'all, I don't, <laughs> nigga. I don't want to be around you niggas. Like 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 Real this shit. shit makes me feel like. We grew apart, nigga. Fuck it. We grew apart. And, and D, I promise you, I, I don't fuck with certain people that I grew up with for that reason. Because when you come around, it's the same shit. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. We got we got kids, my G. Like, I, I'm trying to find out uh, what's good. And then, and then like, and, and build with, like, we don't even got to talk about stocks and all of that. We could just chop it. You know what I'm saying? We could just chop. But we don't gotta, we don't gotta be with the toxic shit. We don't gotta tear each other down. We don't gotta uh, uh, brag on what the fuck are we? I, I don't know where this shit is going or where it came from. I'm but it's tell you not. What it is, bro. I'm, it's I'm not that old school mask, bro. It's not that old school shit. I mean, well, you gotta understand too, bro. Um, the traditional traditional the traditional black man is is something that they've been wanted to do away with why do you think they created skinny jeans <laughs> like they've been they've been trying to remove the whole aspect of That's facts of traditional That's masculinity out of black men so you facts. have different types of masculinity like a lot of people may not know that but what a lot of these black men are today are masculine submissives Mm. That's why you see a nigga with tight ass pants on that he bought from H and M with a Draco. Mm. He got a fifty shot clip with his sister socks on. That's Damn. that. That's masculine submissiveness. These are men who show up as masculine. They tough. They got guns. They'll kill you. But then they get behind closed doors. You know. And and, and and they like to get vibrated on. And they laying down on their stomach butt naked. Right. On Clubhouse. <laughs> Doing the whack 100. <laughs> Doing the whack 100. He's a big homie. But he the big <laughs> homie, though. You see? Kicking their calves up in the air and shit. <laughs> right. Sit, sitting there um, wiggling his fucking toes on his stomach. But he the big homie. Nah, man, and, and that's another thing, bro. Like, we gotta stop with this, uh, with this whole, you know, because I, I've seen men be uh, abusive to a woman and then be submissive to another man. That shit kills go. me. That's masculine that, submissive, bro. These okay. are masculine submissive men. Cause that shit kills me. I, I've never understood that oh, yeah. shit. Like, oh, yeah. like it, it pisses me off too because, because it. Because we're men watching this shit. 
don't that's traumatizing on a certain level like if i'm if i if i look at you in a certain regard like you could be an elder in the community but if i see you be submissive to another fucking man because he has power or he has uh, what you think is is a leverage over you or whatever the fuck you honor him for some shit Nick, like that to me that's weak like that's weak that's weak-minded is poisonous because now you're going back and misrepresenting what men what, what men are so when someone is uh you ain't no man because you don't beat my ass what no i who taught you what a man no let me read can i reintroduce you to what a man is sweetheart it's not what you were brought it's not what i was even brought to see because i got fooled too a man is love a man is unity a man is the pillar that you can stand against and stand under if ever you need to that's what a man is i i'm the type of, I, i'm we're gonna do everything we can to put ourselves in a position so that we could be of service to other people what you see is the 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 shit that came with my hard work and you're thinking that that's all it is about is having shit no this is to provide and because i don't got that many people to provide for because my what I'm bringing to the table can provide more than what my people need. It afforded me this shit. So it's not that I'm making it look easy or I'm trying to make it look good. It's just that this is the fruits of my labor and you can have that shit too. But we don't project. We don't. A, a, a lot of times we don't. We're not going to teach that shit. We're just going to teach all oh, nigga. Be like me. Get like me. Be you know what I'm saying. Get rich or die trying. And motherfuckers will really go out there and live out a metaphor thinking it's real life and not only wild, that bro. they don't even understand that that metaphor that 50 said give richard die trying was basically him letting everyone know that he was in a state of survival that's what he was about he was in a state of survival he was letting the world know that if i don't get rich i might die that's what mm -hmm. he was saying, that I have to get rich to survive. Mm. No longer in that state of being. So what black men got to understand is, listen, stop repeating a, a, a state of being. You shouldn't stay at that state. 50, 50 didn't stay at that state. 50 is no longer at get rich or die trying. Because 50 no longer has to fight for survival. 50 no exactly. longer wakes up every day and just think somebody wants to kill him. So a lot of black men, man, we got to, um, we have to really start analyzing the shit that we running behind and, 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 and what we representing, man, because that's not your whole life. You know, I was watching a, um some, some OG brothers speak last night on a podcast and what one of the brothers was saying was he was like his message to these young brothers in the streets was to understand that yo yo yeah yeah my bad you, bro. You hear me? oh so yeah i can hear you now you cut out that yeah. uh you, you said to understand that yeah, he was saying that um these young guys got to understand that a lot of y'all are not going to die. Mm. A lot of y'all are man. not going to die. So 
you have to think about your life after you have to set up your life because a lot of y'all are not going to die young. A lot of y'all are going to get old. A lot of y'all going to make it to 35, 40, yeah. 50. So, so it's, it's, it's extremely important, man, that we stop running around here saluting bullshit because generational wealth also comes with a level of character. Because Facts. if we're talking about generational wealth, we're talking about families. So yep. you may be a wealthy family that's known for, for, for having money, but you also known in the neighborhood for being a bunch of piece of shit motherfuckers. It, oh, my gosh. You, and that's how you accumulated your wealth. And people know your family for that. And now, like you said, you have to grow up and have to live through that shit because of your family is somebody of importance. So now you come, you you come from that tree, and you gotta you gotta deal with that shit. Yeah, you gotta deal yep. with going to school with motherfuckers like yeah, your uncle robbed my uncle back in the day for such and such thousands of dollars. And and, and so and dig this too, D. You you so I did so much shit in the streets. Um, like you know, not so much, but I I did my my shit. At, at a certain point, I started working in group homes. Like I'm, I, I turned 25, I come back from Indianapolis, and I start working in group homes in the same area that my great grandmother was a supervisor in the same area that I lived in, same area I did dirt in. I'm a, I'm in the group homes working as a counselor with these kids, bro, and I didn't know that I could give back just by using what I did or what I went through as a cautionary tale. And they're looking at me as a success story, just cause I went to college, just because I'm working there. And just because I'm not full of shit, like they believe in, they, they're like, man, can't wait till Mr. Barry get here type shit. And, and it's a thing where it's like, oh shit, maybe, maybe I came through that shit for a fucking reason. God damn it. Maybe that night I thought I was going to die and carjack the mother. Maybe that was, maybe that was, that was for this reason right here. For, for me to be here in this moment with these kids, giving back, giving back, because I don't have to be a supervisor. I could be on the front lines of another battle. I could be on the front lines with these youth. I could be on the front lines for these families in a in a real ass way where I'm I'm working with 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 nonprofits and I'm and I'm doing plays about violence and 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 gun violence with youth and shit like that and it's bringing out the community like there's other ways that I can become a leader and that's what I did like 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 bro I got so deep into this shit I'm I'm speaking at the Uhuru House in Oakland, some Black Panther shit with with uh uh with the brother from Sierra Leone, uh Cherno Alpha M Ba. Dude was a, a child soldier and uh and then end up ended up becoming like a political person or something like that. And we're speaking on the effects of growing up young and black in a system that we that wasn't meant for us types like just two different parts of the world type shit. I'm doing this shit and 
you never would have guessed it. Ten years ago, I was doing something that these motherfuckers wouldn't not respect me for at all. But now I'm I'm giving back in a major way. So it, it it's 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 in us, bro. Like it's in us. We don't have to be. If we're a rapper, we don't have to rap about that shit. We don't have to rap about what the program is telling us to 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 be about. We don't have to be a, be a part of the program. We can be our own. We can be our own people. We can be our own our own individuals and our own communities. We just have to kind of give ourselves that perspective. You know, what the fuck are we? Who are we? How am I built? What the fuck makes me what's going to make me go? What's going to what's going to put me on and keep me on? What is it? What is it about me? And that shit sometimes, man, it like it, by the time you find that shit out, it's, you didn't already went through hell and came back from it. But see that, what you speaking about is identity and how black men struggle to find themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, as we always say, man, your, your identity is within. Your identity is, is, is based around your purpose in life. Your identity is not based around um, how you can impress people and all that type of bullshit that that's promoted. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not that's not your identity. When, a, when you want to find out who you really are, you got to find out your purpose. And the only way you can find out your purpose is stop lying to yourself about life, about the life that you're living, about the life that you've always lived. Be real with yourself and, and start delving into things that you like that's what got me into this because this is this is part of who i am this is this is not come something on. that i'm doing for money come on this is not this, this is not a um a, a hobby this is not just something that i'm just doing to get some money or, no it's not a hustle or none of that this is this is who i am this is what nice. i've always done this is what i used to do in the hood this is what me and the homies used to do in the hood. We used to just be outside doing it every day. So I always knew that we wanted to have a voice. So we needed a platform to put our voice mm. on. So this is what this is what prompted me to you know start becoming a content creator and in, in, in all of these things because black men just out in the streets having a conversation that ain't you know that that um street that street lamp conversation is not going it's not going to really go nowhere so i transitioned right. it into creating a platform and this is how you know we got sheep stay sleep tv you know me and my brother we just created foundational manhood podcast but this is how this stuff was created it was it's created out of purpose not created out of um you know i i i, I gotta go and um smash this chick <laughs> and um at the lion's gate in she needs 60 dollars or something you know what i'm saying it's 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 it's, yeah. it's not based around that bullshit so it's extremely important that as men man you go back to the root that's why we named this foundational manhood and the root is you inside of you how you think how you feel about yourself your relationship with god 
you know, all, all, all of these things. Shit, your relationship with the devil. Mm. All of these things. You you know, brothers gotta, you know, gotta get down in there, man, and, and, and start focusing on those things because all of these things on the outside are just distractions from 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 us looking inside to really fix what's going on. Because once black mm. men once black men find their purpose in life, all this dumb shit that we do will cease because there'll be no room for it. Niggas will be like, yo, I'm going to work. I ain't got no time for you dumbass niggas. It's just like it's just like niggas in the hood. When they tired of going to jail, when they tired of the bullshit, what happens? They, they do what we call in the hood, square up. They don't square up. What they do is they realize that this shit is bullshit. I'm standing out here with y'all yes. niggas running from the cops. I could have been at work making more money than you niggas running from the cops doing. So it's, it's it's all about us changing our perspective, but you won't change your perspective until you really search with search within, man. And a lot of times for black men, it take us going to jail and having to sit in solitude because we allow the distractions on the streets prevent us from sitting in solitude, sitting down and dealing with ourselves and and um blocking the bullshit of the world out of our situation because that's yeah. the only way we're, we're going to be able to get focused if you focused on the new joints nigga you ain't going to be focused on your purpose you're going to be focused on the hustle to buy the new joints to fuck the next bitch and that's a and that is a limited worthless life that black men have been living for a long time we've been living like this for decades man that's why these young boys all they want is a pill some weed and a fuck a little bitch and to kill somebody this is their life i'm gonna wake up every day i'm gonna get high i'm gonna find some little bitch to fuck and if somebody play with me i'm gonna kill somebody listen to that quality of life that's it's that. uh, it's i was on that shit I was on that shit. I was on that. I wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't go as far as killing nobody, but it was like, um, it was, it was um, let me, let me get some sleep. Uh, oh, no. Th okay. This would be a day in the life of that fuck shit. <laughs> a day in the life of that fuck shit. <laughs> day in the life of <laughs> fuck nigga. <laughs> a day in the life. So, uh, you know, everybody gets up to go to work and go to school, but you know, you fuck boy number one. So you wake up like you got something to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you want to get a job? Yeah, I'm going to go put in this application because back in the day, you had to go put in the application. And so uh, you, you leave the house or you act like you're about to leave just as everybody's leaving the house. And then you hit, you, you call the homies. See what time everybody, you know, what time everybody gonna be able to link up later that day or earlier that day, depending on fuck nigga activities. And then you hit jump on the party line for a minute, see if you can get a few numbers, see who's on the party line. Then you call up the bras that you already know. Hey, trying to move, move later on tonight. Who you get, try to get a location for the end of the night. Then you go back to sleep <laughs> or you eat. You eat and then you watch TV for a minute or whatever. I couldn't play the video game in a day. 
watch TV for a minute and jump in the shower, get fresh, go out and kick it, come back right before people get off of work, take a shower and leave again before they get home. And then you go and you get ready for that uh, evening commute, people getting off work. And then you go hunting, you go hunting, you, you, you get a couple uh, easy prey, fill up the gas tank, to see if the uh, pot to see if the plastic works fill up the gas tank first to see if the plastic works and then you you dip to that to that uh to the to the all night spot to either 24 hour Safeway or 24 hour such and such everybody fill up groceries for their own house we go and drop the groceries off take a shower again and then we hit that 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 after hour spot with with drink and everything from the lick tomorrow we doing it again <laughs> fuck boy number one you know what i'm saying and and at the time there is no accountability bro there is nobody except for the ones that always were we can turn deaf when the fuck we want to mm-hmm. understand like i got i i had people all around me that would not have approved of the shit i got people around me that possibly knew or had an idea some of the shit but they're gonna let me do what i want to do because hey he's gonna have to learn one day he's he gonna learn the hard way and sure enough that shit came that shit came <laughs> like a motherfucker but it came at the cost of somebody else's life like my my, my older cousin's life it, it came once in, in at 13 and then it came again at 19 and then again at 20 and um at 20 that was enough like that was that was the one that 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 kept me out for good because i gave my word to him after i got out of i got arrested for for a lick i talk about it on a uh felonies to fm podcast it he gave i i get out of jail for uh theft using hot plastic the the credit cards and shit and my cousin he's in the streets bro like he's a factor he's a major fucking factor and um i go to my auntie's house to see him and he's like come in the room with me real quick and i go into his room and i'm thinking he's about to sock like just go off like man, he's about to put hands on me i'm nervous and he's like but what the fuck did you go to jail for? I said, I wanted to buy some shoes. I ain't never had no Air Max or no Tims, and I I, I need shoes. And I, I was, and, and he said, blood, he's like, nigga, don't ever let me hear about you going to jail trying to get some fucking shoes. What size shoe you wear? I was like, 13. He said, that's the same shoe size I wear. He was, Look in my closet, pick out five pairs of shoes, and don't touch my pippins. And I picked out five pairs of shoes. He's like, now, nigga, if I ever hear about you going to jail again, like, all right, for sure. After that, I stayed out the streets. But I'd say almost a month later, he was murdered. Now, that put me in the house, bro, because it it just, it it had me depressed. Like, 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 I'm hurt. I'm to my core. Plus, I done already gave him my word. I wouldn't fuck up. So even since that talk, I've been doing different shit. But even now, I want to murder a motherfucker. You feel me? Like, I, 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 nigga, 
You can't, you can't, you can't take my loved ones like that. Cause now you gotta fuck with me. But I gave him my fucking word, bro. Like, like not even on some just, oh, you could have did that because you didn't give him your word on. No, I understood what he meant. I understood mm -hmm. what he meant. Don't ever go back to that place. Because he told me when I was in there, he said, you good, cuz? I was like, yeah. He said, hey, if anybody fuck with you, just tell him you my cousin. You're going you to be all right. <laughs> I was like, man, ain't nobody going to fuck with me. Right. <laughs> and I'm, in a, I'm in a holding tank with niggas bashing their head on this shit. I'm 19. Bro, I, and, 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 and the shit that's crazy is, D, I'm, I'm, I'm able, I've made it to a point in life where I'm in these group homes with these youth, with these young men who are hearing this shit. And I'm telling them, you don't got to be out there. I'm here to let you know, bro, well, there's other ways we could do this shit. That's why what you're doing is so fucking powerful. Because just imagine, bro, like if every kid without a father figure or an older brother had you in their life, had a brother like you in their life, somebody that was just consistent, you good, you good, you good, right? If you need anything, you good. It don't even got to be every week, every time. It's just you know that that person has their bet has your best interest in, at heart. You can trust it. We need that trust, bro. As as men, as boys, we need that. We need to have that foundation. Facts, bro. And and I'm glad you 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 brought that up. You know the situation with your cousin too, because a lot of young men gotta understand the 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 importance of agency that's what that is man that's what brotherhood is it's agency it's it's us letting each other know that we're gonna make sure we're gonna be okay in any situation right that's the purpose of this shit that's the purpose man that's the purpose of brothers coming together of all walks of life you know um that's why we gotta have brothers who are police officers we gotta have brothers who are, who are in these municipalities because they need to be a part of the brotherhood. Why, why is there a police brotherhood? Why, why do you have black men who's a part of a police brotherhood, but there's no black brotherhoods on the ground who should have connections to these black police officers? You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's a, the, the, the level of agency is supposed to extend and 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 that's what your cousin was showing you. Your cousin was showing you, listen, my nigga, you ain't got to go out here and think you got to be like me. I already did that, nigga. Here, take these sneakers and, and, and I bet not hear you doing no dumb shit again because I did that shit already. That's what he was showing you. He was showing you that level of agency. Like yeah. I went out here and did all this bullshit to make sure you ain't got to do it. So if you need some sneakers, nigga, come to me. Yeah. I don't want to hear you out there doing no dumb shit for no sneakers when I already did all that stupid shit. I already crashed out, went to jail, fucked my life up. Yeah. That's what he was basically telling you, bro. And that, you know, when that happened, you know, that level of, of tragedy that happened, you you know, bro, that's very, very um haunting for a lot of black men nowadays because... It's like the that constant threat of extinction is always there. Like you could be with your brother one day, and then some oh, shit happened man. a few hours later. Like, oh, that's how it happened too, bro. 
with yeah. both of them, with both of them, bro. That's how it happened, bro. Like my first cousin, his older brother, rest in peace to my cousins Eric and Derek. Um, rest in peace, my, man. My cousin Derek, bro, he, we saw him like three hours before he was murdered, and oh fuck, bro, he 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 was walking out the house, and uh, I had me and my cousin, like I said, my road dog. We picked we picked up my other brother, and we slid out to Oakland, picked up these three girls in my Cadillac, and dipped back across the bay. And uh, we were about to kick it and go eat. And so I got, the, we got the girls in the car and the three of us went inside for a minute. And, <laughs> and he's, he's on the way to the car. And then we like, what's up, man? What you, he's on his way out the, out the house. He's like, nah, I just gotta, you know, I got some work on him. And he's like, I just gotta go do this real quick. And bro, like, man, you should kick it with us. He was like, well, what y'all on? What y'all up to? Like, man, we got these three girls in the car. He's like, man, how old is they? It's like, they like 18, 19. He said, nah, they ain't old enough. I said, no, nigga, they 18. <laughs> like, I repeated this shit. They're 18 and 19, <laughs> nigga. They ain't old enough. I didn't know what the fuck that meant, but I let it go. I let it go. D, I promise, I let... <laughs> I was confused as shit. Now, he's like, I gotta go do this, you know, but I'm gonna get, get up with y'all later. Like he's, you know, out on the way out there. Now, my cousin Derek is a he's a boss, bro. Like he's he's one of them dudes. He's one of them, he's one of them. And looked up to him because he he was the dude that taught me how to clean my shoes with a toothbrush, taught me how to put a crease in my in my in my in my pants. He was that dude. He was my cousin. He's that dude. And um, so he leaves, me and my girl. We hit a cut. Well, everybody goes to the restaurant. We hit a cut real quick in my car. And then I started getting blown up after like an hour. Just started getting blown up, bro. And um, I I go back to the crib and my Uncle Scotty, rest in peace. He, he was like, yo, you got to, he's like, man, you got to get to the hospital. Like I, I call in on the thing and he's like, hey, just go, go to, go to general. And I'm like, what happened? He was like, uh, uh, he said something and I, I, I'm driving over the general with the girl still in the back seat, and I, I smash up to the, to the, to the, uh, to the doors and it like break. Like I'm just trying to, I, I would have drove in that bitch and I get in there. I see my cousin Eric and, and my auntie, Shout out to my auntie, she, man. She's been through a lot, and fucking uh, my cousin and, and the people. The doctor comes. He's like, Is somebody, you know, not like a nurse or a security guard. Like somebody's car right there. So they walk me out front. Like you gotta move your car, cause. So I move my car. So the girl, I'll be right back, and go back in there, chop it up with my cousin for a minute. Like yeah, he's gonna pull. He, it seems like he's gonna pull through. The doctor came, told us you know we're about to stitch him up and. Uh, we he's stable right now, and then me and my cousin we walk outside because the last time I saw him, he was with my brother and 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 the two girls, and so he's like, "Nigga, where you been at?" And I was telling him, and he's like, "What? She's still in the car?" He's like, "Nigga, you stupid!" He like we kind of like because we we could breathe a little bit now, 
lighting in the moment type shit. And then my cousin, Eric, is walking out with his mom and his baby mom in the other arm. And they're walking slow in the other direction. And we're, I look back, I said, hey, I think they found out something. I just felt something, bro. I said, I think they found out something. And we start walking towards them. And then my cousin Eric waves us off. He's like, he's gone, y'all. He's gone. And bro, my, my heart just, my shit, all my shit just, like what? And I got back in my car. I'm crying hard as fuck. I drove to my brother's house who stayed nearby at his mom's house. And I asked him, I said, bro, I need, I need old girl to crash here for the night. I, I need her to crash here for the night, man. I, I just can't, can you look out for it? Can you just put her on your couch and make sure she gets to the bar station in the morning? He's like, yeah, yeah. What's wrong? B what's good. I was like, man, they killed Derek, bro. He's like, what? We just signed. I, like, man, I got to go. I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'll call you tomorrow. You safe. My partner's mom lives here too. You good. She's like, I, I want to make sure you good. I'm like, man, I, I can I don't even I'm still crying. Get back in my car. I'm smashing through my turf. Smashing through my turf. I'm hitting corners. I'm busting in the park car. Like, like I'm smashing. I'm mugging. I'm like looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. Everybody I saw that night looked like they already knew. It was, they knew, it, it, it had nothing to do with them. They knew what, what we just, the loss we just, like, because nobody, every, every time I was looking out, my, my head is out the window, D. My head is out the window, bro. And I'm, and I'm bending these corners, mugging, like trying to see some, just show me something. I don't got no pistol on me and nothing. I'm just angry and hurt. And, and, and they would look away. And, so we were all we had for the 10 months until he was murdered. Like we were with each other damn near every day until he was murdered. And so when that shit happened, bro, it's like, nah, I'm done. There's nothing, there's nothing out here. Cause I'm going to die out here. I'm going to die or I'm going to have to kill somebody just so that I can stay doing the same shit I'm doing right now. And I, I can't do that because then their death would be in vain and i i felt that i felt that when we were carrying them because i couldn't let go i couldn't let go bro so i, I knew it was like nah we, we got to do something different plus they got kids we got to look out for their kids we the ones now mm -hmm. exactly exactly and and i think you know if if, if black men begin to understand the importance of loving each other man we'll begin to 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 understand the importance of that. All right. When you're not here anymore, who going to make sure your children. Okay. Who at least going to check up on them, you know, at least, at least help them as much as you can. Right. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's a lost thing too. You know, with, with Empress. Oh my God. And make them feel safe. Yeah. Like, like to, to grow up with a man in your family and, 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 and be able to say that or a woman in your family, and be able to say that they never abused me, they never, they oh, never yeah, shamed me or, that's or a, hurt me. That's like, that's like a, <laughs> that's like a, 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 that's almost like make believe. But yeah, it's something that it's something that um, it's something that we could create. It's something that we could create, and exactly. it's it's it's, it's going to get there. It's going to get there because, you know, 
after generations over time, man, parents parents begin to to parent different. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, yep. so, especially so if you were survivor or some shit. Yeah, so 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 things are changed, man. It's just that the men, you know, the men, man, we we really gotta focus on the man shit. And the man shit is right. is is keeping shit together. See, a lot of people right. think that's the woman's job. That is not the woman's job to keep the family together. Mm-hmm. That is not her job. Her job is to nurture the family, to love mm-hmm. everybody and show love to everybody. It is the men to keep everybody together because it is the men who organize and lead everybody. Right. And, and, and this is this is something that black men don't understand no more. We looking for the women to keep the family together. That's not their job. Their job is to love us and to show us that they give a fuck about us and to speak positivity into us. Thank That's you. their job. It's our job as men to keep everybody together, to keep the peace in the family, to keep the harmony amongst people together. That's what the men supposed to do. And that, and, and you don't see that in black families because the men are against each other. The men have animosity against each other. The men are against each other. So what does that do? That gives the women free reign to not do what they supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But with black men not being family minded anymore, they don't see that where they left shit to be fucked up at. And it really goes back to foundation. It goes back to the foundation. And the foundation mm-hmm. of a man is his family. It's his family. After mm-hmm. God, after God in health, it's your family. I mean that that and, and that's 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 what we're here to do. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like <laughs> we, 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 we are the seed planters. You're not going to get nothing if it ain't no seed in there. Like you can have all the water and all the soil you want, but it's just going to be water and soil. It's just going to be mud. You're just going to have dirt. That's it. You're just going to have the soil. You need something to put in that. We carry that shit. Like I was telling my kids, I told my kids when I was carrying you and me before your mama was, and I'm not even, that's not even a knock to her. I said, because I've been looking forward to y'all since I was 12. So mm-hmm. I've had you in me since I knew I could, I could, I could create. And I didn't even think of that. Right. What I have now is what I could create. I, 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 had, I had no pot, no, but it was in me. So yes, bro, we are the fucking, we, we, it starts with us, bro. It starts with us. We got to take back that fucking authority, bro. Like if, if, if we cannot maintain that level of authority, we don't just, man, I'm not going to say we don't deserve to call ourselves, but it, we cannot, we cannot stand amongst men and call ourselves a man. If we cannot walk in the authority of what a man is. Exactly. And, and, and just to say the least, bro, and we, we going to wrap it up after this, but just to say the least, bro, we got to stop fucking complaining. Yes. Stop complaining and 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 let's work together. But yes. I mean, hey, because because if you look at it and this is what I always say, we all got the same fucking gripes. Yep. 
the shit that plague black men, we all suffering from it. So why the fuck <laughs> we don't just get together and fix it? Exactly. Across the board. Right. Like, don't, don't tell me what you did for you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to understand, like, how was that so difficult? Like, how, how, how is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult? What it is, is, is a lot of you niggas want to be coddled. A lot of you niggas don't want to do it. You want somebody to do it for you. You want other men to do it. And then you take claim of it. And this mm. is the fucking problem. This is this, mm. this is the problem. It's too much. It's too much of that shit. It's it's too much of it. And we gotta understand, man, that at the end of the day, we are our own agency as black men. We are the only ones who can get us out this fucking predicament. Not black women, not your mama, not your aunt, not your grandmama, none of them. The only one who can get you out of your situation as a black man is you and fellow black men like you. Period. Because when the white man wanted to rule, guess what he went and got? Other white men. That's what he did. He went and got other white people, other white men who hated us just as much as he did. And, and they went around and they pillaged until they got what the fuck they wanted to get. What's wrong with black men doing it, but in a positive way? What's wrong with that? Sucks. I, I, I'm not understanding why we not learning from history. Black men were in authority in the Black Panther days. Why? Because black men were unified. That's why the community was unified. That's why black women worked together because black men worked together and black women saw that. Black women saw black men who were politicians working with the with with the um with the with the physicians. The medical people working with the teachers. That's what the that's what the Black Panther showed us. The men unified, and then what? The women copied that. That's why you had so many women Panthers. Because they copied, they copied what they saw us do. And, and they broke down the message. Thank you. That the man was giving. So a lot of times, uh the message or the what we with the seat, like what we're inputting, the the data, the information that we need to get y'all, our family on point. Our family ain't gonna want to move when we say move or jump when when they need to jump. And if they don't do it, sometimes it's crucial. Like I tell my kids, it's crucial that if I say move, you fucking move. Don't ask me why. Just fucking move. Now I have to teach you this, and you have to learn this shit because. This could be the, the difference between life and death. Listen to me as I am giving you something to help say I love you. This is why you got to listen. I'm giving you nothing but shit to grow on. That's my intention for you. So if you don't like what I'm telling you or what I'm giving to you, your mother's here to break it down for you in a loving way, in a more loving way, because I may get frustrated because I know your fucking potential and I know that you can do better right now. But I'm going to let her break it down to you so that I don't overwhelm you right now. Honey, that's what the fuck she's there for. She's not there to make Bingo. my job fucking harder. She's not there to go again. Oh, well, I don't see. Nah, because see, that's that. You just, no. No, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. See? Now, go sit back down, honey. Thank you. Sit back down for a second, dear. Um, Let me get back. Let me just break it down to you right now because that's a perfect example of how 
Someone can be there for you, but not there with you. I am here with you. I want the best for you. I am not just here. I am here with you. Listen to me, goddammit. I'm not in your way and I don't want you to fuck up. You can fuck up by listening to somebody say, don't worry about that shit. You can, but I'm trying to tell you how to work through this shit. Take some time, breathe, do this, walk. Let's get some exercise, all of this shit. This is what men are, this this is why we're athletic. This is why we're thinkers. This is why we're doers. This is why we unify like this because this is how community is. We're in two separate fucking places right now but you my brother, bro. Like, how the right. fuck did we just, you know what I'm saying? So real recognizes real in this shit and still sharp and steel in this shit, bro. We, we are, we are, like you said, our own fucking, our own agency because nobody else is going to be looking out for us. Like we can be looking out for each other because we all have the same shit to benefit from, which is our families. Grown. And we all have the same shit to lose. Thank you. Which is our Fuck. freedom in our lives. And, and and look at how they look at us now, bro. Like look how they like, like how they prop us up. This is not a representation. If 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 I was to go to say another part of, of the world and they're disappointed when they see me because I don't look like the stereotypical black man from America, then that, like this is the image that's being put out. So yeah, we do gotta we 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 can't allow our manhood to be sold. We can't allow our our uh, our virtues and our values to be sold because it, it's being marketed for something that we're not, something that we should never become. We're not these fucking court jesters. We're not these fucking court jesters. And this is why we got to go back to the foundation of what manhood is, because we've we've allowed our manhood to be sold as trends. Black masculinity is sold as trends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what that does is, is once the trend is over, it 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 um wears at the fabric of what black men represent in society. And like 40 said, I have a new nigga next year. Right. And it shows it and, and it shows that black men are easily replaced. Black men are easily done away with. Like 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 nigga, you're a uh you're just a you're just a cheap commodity, like some shit from Walmart. You're just to the a left, cheap to the commodity. Yeah, you're you're just a liquidated commodity. So Man. so black men, you gotta understand that, that shit this, hurts, this bro. How they sell us. This is how they that sell us today. That yeah. shit hurts. That yeah. shit hurts, man. Like yeah. just wait, but just think about that shit for a second. You you're you're not even looked at as a human being. You're being looked at as a commodity. How can, I mar- how can I market you? How can First, I earn told us from- we was three-fifths of a human being? And then put Fuck. us in subhuman conditions called the projects. And then the only motherfuckers you show, not motherfuckers, but the only people you show us are people that you made examples out of exactly which is which is why we're doing this podcast bro which is why me and my brother the book of ronin bro we we created this podcast because we have to go back to go we got to go back to the foundation to recontextualize manhood because we think manhood today 
is running around fucking a bunch of women and just and just and just living the lives of savagery when that's not what it is to be a man and we have to recontextualize that as black men because just as much if they as use propaganda to promote our fucked up image we've also played into it we've also played into it and and now and now we use the excuse of getting a bag to keep playing into it when this is actually destroying the next generations of black men because don't think hip-hop gonna be around forever nigga why do you think they're putting everything on a goddamn computer because they're going to find a way to, to, to totally shut that shit down and rename it and turn it into something else. So it's time for black men to, to, to really understand what's going on out here. And the way that we do that, man, is we got to come back home. And what I mean by come back home is come back to home base, come back to each other as black men. And we got to sit down and figure this shit out, man, like we did back in the days of, of Rosewood, back in the days of, of Black Wall Street. None of that shit was created out of black men sitting around dripping and tricking all day. That shit was created from black men sitting around having conversations such as this. Straight up. So planning, planning, putting, say, uh, actually, hey, so um, community it planning. Such, it, such and such has these degrees. You can do the financial, right? Yeah, cool. Hey, if such and such has this, you can do this, right? All right, cool. Then mm -hmm. um, we can get such and such down there. Man, they only making such and such at this point because they don't got no union. But we gonna have a union. Watch, we gonna. So it's 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 take it's it's and at the same time, bro, it's like um like you were saying, having that having that structure is 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 if 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 we can do that and not be scared of being killed, being assassinated, uh, being pulled over and and somehow now we're we're dead, we're hanging ourselves in jail cell. If we can stop being programmed by all of these people that they made examples out of who tried to do this before, then we can overcome a lot of this little shit that is that is now becoming major shit in our lives. Like like we talk a lot about rap music. Rap music just used to be music, bro. It just used to be music. It wasn't everybody's fucking, it wasn't the subject of every conversation. We didn't have rappers in every fucking element of our lives. They were only in the magazines, videos, and on, on tape. That was it. That was the only time you fucking heard from a rapper. But then you started seeing rap, rap and music, uh, rappers in movies. Now, that was huge for us. But at the same time, it wasn't like this person that was spitting these metaphors and writing these bars and, and really speaking on life. They weren't the spokesman for the whole people. They were speaking on their experiences as the people. They're not the spokesman for the movement because if they can be bought, if they signed a contract for that label, what else you think they're going to sign or what else you think they're going to sign up for or contribute to and not even know it like, nah, they don't speak for us. We stand for us as men. We speak for us. And, and, and we can all be our own leaders effectively, but we don't just need one motherfucker doing it. Everybody don't got to be like Mike. 
You could be your own individual leader and lead your fucking squad. It starts with yourself. Like you said, it starts with self. Exactly. And, and I'm and I'm glad you and Ronan got this, bro, because did this the found like foundational manhood? Just those two words alone, foundational manhood, bro. The elements that we need to become better, to grow and become better. I mean, fuck. Thank you, brother. Thank you for this platform, D. I appreciate you, man. Shout out to Ronan. No doubt, bro. I appreciate you, man. You know, we definitely got to get you back on for sure. Oh, man, anytime. Man, let me know. Let me know, man. Yeah, you, all you got to do is say the word. Hello, hello? Yeah, bro. Um, Like I was saying. Oh, okay. Definitely got to get you back on for sure. Definitely love the conversation, man. This is definitely, definitely gonna gonna ring some bells, man, for sure. I already know this this probably gonna be one of our highest viewed shows, man. This this is awesome, man. I love the conversation. Um, nah, bro. Thank thank you, man. Like like I said, D. Any any time, and there's plenty of brothers out here, bro. Like you already know the way we connected and how our lives are, are, are similar and we grew up on opposite coasts. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, this is our story is like you said, is everybody's story, man. Like in, in some small or major part, like we're all, we, we've, we've been going through this shit long enough though, bro. So thank you, man. Thank you, man. And um, definitely, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can support what you got going on, bro. Most definitely. And shit right on. Um, the Black Man's Heart podcast on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts or, or Google Play. What is uh, everywhere, anywhere, major pod, any podcasts are um, uh, you can find podcasts, any platform <laughs> stuttering and shit. Any platform that you can find podcasts on, Google the Black Man's Heart Podcast. You'll see the the black, red, and green logo with the with the muscle and the heart. That's the Black Man's Heart logo. Um, and yeah, check us out, man. We, we got dope interviews. We got um, uh, some of the family that I was talking about, and this podcast is on there. Uh, we got uh, Dusty Baker, legendary creator of the High Five. They say um legendary i say allegedly they say because it's in the it's in it's in it's in the books um but one of the best mentors one of the best like he was one of those dudes looking out that that you just trusted um uh dusty baker we've had man uh a lot of people on that pie you we've had you bro you were one of the first uh i think in the in the first season first season right, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. bro. So, 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 yeah, man. We been doing it for like a little over a year, and um, shout out to all the listeners too, man. Because, man, there's people from all around the world tapping in, bro. Like, and uh, which which lets me know, like, our our story, our 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 story is is we're not alone in this. We're 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 not alone in this shit, and. and when when people tap in with you and they're like, man, when you're coming out with another show and when you're doing it, when you're dropping another one, because, you know, I, I, I need that. I'm looking for that. That's that's like, oh, shit. I didn't. I'm man. I'm doing this 
just for you now. Shit, fuck it. <laughs> like, like, man, I, I didn't even fucking, you know, because I'm so caught up in life. It's like, uh, I, ain't, I don't, it ain't nobody tripping off me. Nobody want to hear me talk. Nobody, nobody give a fuck. Hey, I'm just, man. Then you get that text. Hey, bro, that last podcast was on point. I, I man, when you, when you, it's like, all right, all right. All right, let me, let me, let me, because now that's someone holding me accountable to what I signed up for. You know, and that's and what we, we have to do. That's what we have to do, bro. We we have to do that. Exactly. We can't. We need um, that accountability, bro. Yeah, we, we need can't, that accountability. We can't allow. Like, if I if if I call you my brother and I know you have a certain level of talent, I can't just let you sit back and sit on that shit and wither away. Yeah, I'm not your brother if I do that. I'm just a nigga you know. Yeah, and that's really what a lot of us have in our lives. We don't have brothers. We have niggas we know. Because a nigga you know is always going to contribute to you doing some bullshit and not some positivity. You see what I'm saying? So, once again, bro, I appreciate you, man. This is episode 15 of FNP, man. Shout out to my brother. Black Man's Heart Podcast. Make sure y'all go over there and follow him everywhere on any podcast platform. That's even including Anchor. Follow my yes. brother man, at Shout the Black, Black Man's Heart Podcast, man. So it's your brother DS1. Shout out to my brother, the Book of Ronin. And we gonna catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace.